Welcome to the Healthy and Aligned Podcast. In today's episode, I'll talk about the next six of the 12 health areas of holistic living. I introduced the first six in the last episode, so if you haven't listened to that one yet, just go back and then I'll meet you back here when you're done with that. And without further ado, let me just jump into today's health areas. The first topic for today is relationships. As humans, we are social beings. And one of our basic needs is to experience human connection. I mean, relationships could be all types of social connections or contacts, like obviously romantic relationships, family, friends, co-workers, online connections, peers in your industry, you know, whatever comes to mind and whoever comes to mind. The past two years during the COVID pandemic, the entire globe got a taste of what it feels like when our social connections are restricted. The mental health repercussions were, and I think they still are, very severe. And I have a very strong feeling that the consequences of these two years, they will be with us for years to come. Because social connection, relationships, it's such an important part of our health and especially of our mental health. Feeling lonely misunderstood, not being able to communicate our thoughts, our feelings, our dreams, not feeling seen, not feeling heard. Those are all things that can make you sick. And on the flip side, when you are in community with other like-minded people, when you have friends and family you can trust, simply say, or when you have your tribe that can energize you, it will strengthen your immune system and it can actually improve your overall well-being. So for me, I studied abroad in several locations and I really loved that I did that. I learned so many invaluable lessons, <laughs> really the greatest times, and I wouldn't want to have it any other way. However, after this disclaimer, I always move by myself. So that meant that I had to kind of start anew in every place that I got to every time. Nobody knew me. I didn't know my way around mostly. I didn't speak the local language in many of the cases. And even though I always found friends during my studies there, I did feel lonely many, many times. It affected me and it certainly affected how I felt about my whole experience in the country. If I compare that to those times where I had a tribe around me, my well-being while I was alone was much worse than when I had people around me that I liked. I used to feel very sluggish, tired, I was uninspired, and just in general, I think I just had a very low energy during those times. So that's just to tell how the effect of having people that you can trust and that you love and that care about you around you can have a tremendous impact on how you feel and how you show up in your life. The next topic is joy. It did take me a moment to decide whether I should include joy as a separate topic in the 12 health areas. I don't think it's the typical topic we talk about when we talk about health, but the way I see it though, living a joyful life is more than a nice to have. It's like what I talked about in the previous episode with the growth mindset. 
joy is the groundwork to a healthy and delight living. So whatever brings you joy should be welcomed into your life. Embrace it with open arms and let it in because this is your compass to a good living. Wherever joy enters for you, this is where you should put your focus and your energy on. Joy is also differently for everyone. Maybe not the emotion itself, but whatever it is that brings you joy. So I might like certain things and you might prefer other things. And that's totally fine. That's what makes us different. And this is also where you can find your purpose, where you can live in flow. This is where you realize what your true talents are, where you're fully immersed in the experience. This is joy. So whenever you realize that you're joyful, take a close look what it is that did that to you and make sure that you get more of that. At one point during my corporate life, I was about to be burned out really bad. I luckily caught it before I completely crashed. So I went to my doctor and I'm eternally grateful that I live in a country where mental health problems are taken very seriously. And my doctor saw what was happening and he gave me several weeks sick leave so that I could actually recover and get help, get the help that I needed. And the one thing he told me before he sent me back home was, Use this time to do something that brings you joy. I was like, okay, cool. That's that's a good medicine. I can do that. So I went home. I sat down on my sofa. I tried to come to terms with my diagnosis and everything that was happening to me. And I remembered that he said, do what brings you joy. And I mean, by the way, how awesome is that, that this is the medicine my doctor gave me, you know? That was the advice I got from my doctor. Just how even conventionally trained GPs understand how important joy is to our health, actually. But back to the sofa. I was pondering the question, and then it hit me. And it hit me really hard. I didn't know what brings me joy. I had no idea what I enjoyed doing at the time. And that was such a tough moment for me. And it was a very pivotal moment in my life. So I can talk about my life before this moment and after. And I was someone who claimed to be super mindful, totally in touch with myself, my needs, very reflective, and in general, just a super cool person, you know. And this situation I found myself in was just not what I ever thought would happen to me. Yes, burnout sucks really bad, but not knowing what brings me joy... To me, that was the epitome of someone who is completely out of touch with themselves, totally given up and just living a life that happens to them instead of a life that happens for them. So it, I just couldn't believe that that was me now. And I really believe that it was this moment also that put me on the fast track for my own transformation, for my own journey and excelled my quest for self-discovery and you know there will be more details about my journey as well in a future episode just so you know joy or the lack of joy in my life was actually my dark night of the soul moment that switched everything around for me and kind of woke me up to be honest Now, next, let's talk about self-care. In the hustle and bustle of everyday life, self-care is 
often what falls short. It's for me also the first thing that I drop on the list. If I feel like I run out of time for all my to-dos, self-care has to go. And that's actually the exact opposite of what would help me the most in those moments. Because when I take care of myself, when I take time to give myself some TLC, the way I show up daily just hits differently. I'm much more focused, I'm more confident, and I'm overall more balanced and more energized to actually slay those to-dos. The way I see it, self-care is an act of self-love. It's not the only way of showing yourself love. It's a probably quite obvious and achievable one. And the interesting part here again is to find out what type of self-care do you enjoy and what do you need. For some people, it's taking, you know, the classic time out in a relaxing bath or having regular hairdresser appointments or getting a massage or whatever. You know, those are the most obvious ones you can read about when you Google self-care or when you read the magazine at your dentist. The question is more, what is self-care to you? What does it mean to you? It could be that you make sure your clothes make you feel fabulous, that they fit well, you love wearing them because of the way that you make you, they make you feel. Or it could be cooking your own food, using the best ingredients only. So however you make it, it just tastes delicious, no matter how good of a chef you are. It could be taking your dog on an extra long walk every other day, for example. You get some time off to breathe deeply and spend some time in the park. And while this all sounds like sunshine and rainbows, like with so many other things, it's tough to do it regularly. I struggle with this so much. For me... One act of self-care is working out in the morning. And I know if I do it, I feel so much better for the rest of the day. My body just feels stronger and it translates into me feeling mentally stronger as well. But geez, ask me in the morning if I feel like working out. And in 100% of the time, the answer is hell no. So I had to find strategies and ways to make myself do it. It's kind of a lovingly forced act of self-care. I guess that's also the reality of it. Self-care doesn't mean it's always easy. Making time for it needs to be a non-negotiable in your life. It means that it actually has to be something that you can do without going out of your way every time. Think we're all capable of self-care activities. Those are the fun and nice and relaxing ones. Whatever holds us back is usually time. The next topic is work. The answer to the question, and what do you do for a living? I despise this question so much because it implies that the work, our work is what we live for. What do you do for a living? Well, I work for a living apparently. And while this might be true for some, it's certainly not everyone's reality. And this is exactly what this out there is about. I'm not here to give you career advice or anything. There are people and coaches who are qualified in doing exactly that. I ask the question, how does the work and the work context affect your health? If you live like the majority of people on the planet, you spend the bigger part of your waking hours dedicated to your work. So it might as well be something that you enjoy, or at least something that doesn't make you sick. And the people we surround ourselves with, the the thing we spend doing most of the time, these are factors that influence how you live your life. 
There's this quote by Jim Rohn that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. While this is certainly debatable whether it's true or not, I believe that you are heavily influenced by whatever and whoever you spend most of your time with. It's how we learn. It's how we grow. So take a close look at the people you work with. A look at the people that are in your job longer than you or other people in your industry that are maybe more senior than you. Is this a person you want to be? Is this how you want to show up in the world? If the answer is yes, I congratulate you. That's awesome. You've done many things right in your life to come to this point. However, if your answer is no, don't worry about it. You are certainly not alone. But now the question is, who is closest to the type of person you want to grow into? What do they spend most of their time with? Or if you still love what you do as work, how can you consciously put in an effort to go your own way and grow into the person you want to be while staying with your current profession? So this would be more of a trailblazer road you're taking. And yes, we need people like you so others can follow in your footsteps and feel better about the thing that they love and who they're going to grow into. But those are the questions that are on my mind when I think about work uh, or how I define my work or how I see my friends and family talk about work, deal with work and how much it influences them in general in their life and especially in their well-being. I've seen too many people get sick at work, get sick from work, go to work in the morning with this heavy feeling in their stomach. I don't think it has to be this way. So asking those questions, I think, can be very powerful to get out of this passive way of looking at work and just going there and doing whatever one tells you to do, doing your nine to five and taking a more active role into how you create your work and your work environment. The fifth topic for today is the body. Yay. I guess I don't need to explain why your body is important when we talk about health. This is usually the first thing that people think about when you talk about health. The body is also where many of our mental, spiritual, and obviously physical issues manifest. Yeah, it's a super important part of when we talk about health. It's a super important part when we talk about well-being and health and aligned living. There's just one more thing I want to say about the body. That is that your body is not just a taxi for your head. Somehow, I feel that many people are just treated that way. As long as I look good, whatever that means to you, I don't have any major physical problems. Most people neglect taking true care of their bodies or they treat the symptoms with medication, creams and pills and so on. And as long as your body functions the way it's supposed to function, they stay in their heads. I'm a super strong proponent of reconnecting with our bodies especially during the times when we feel good you know do it when you feel good so that you train and practice how to do it when you feel bad when your body communicates the loudest if that's the first time that you connect with your body it might be a bit difficult so use the times when you feel great and healthy and energized to listen to your body to reconnect with your body to feel into your body Personally, I use body scan meditations, the workouts, or sometimes I just dance in the bathroom to some funky music and it helps me tuning into my body. And I 
really truly believe that we store a lot of wisdom and knowledge in our bodies and that's also how our intuition speaks to us through our body i told you in a previous episode that i base my decisions on my intuition mainly and i feel it in my stomach and in my womb i notice that when i'm not connected with my body i cannot hear or feel my intuition just as clearly and that happens usually when i spend my life just in my head where i think about everything to the point of overthinking i work in my head the way i communicate happens in my head as soon as i allow myself to drop into my body everything flows differently for me and i'm just less tense and more connected to my own wisdom to my own truth The last topic for the day and also the 12th topic of the health areas is creativity. This topic is so dear to my heart, but you might wonder how does creativity fit into the health context? Again, those might not be obvious topics that you think about when you think about health. But to me, creativity, that's how my soul expresses itself. My creative expression is my outlet for everything that is suppressed on the one hand And also for me, that's how I live out my purpose. There are studies that claim creativity has a tremendous positive effect on your mental health. It reduces a lot of stress, it decreases your anxiety, and as a consequence, it can boost your immune system and your overall bodily functions, basically. Maybe you ask, what is creativity though? When I talk about it and I say it's so important to me and it's my soul's expression. It's artistic expression, of course. Things like painting, sculpting, singing, writing a book, and so on. Yes, that's 100% creativity. But there's so much more than that. Creativity is the creation of something new. Yeah, it could be graphic design, of course, product development, or it could be just tweaking a recipe to make it just so much tastier. Could be... Making a new outfit with the clothes that you already have on hand. It can be writing a long and complicated email. The act of creating is your life's energy that wants to be released. And trust that it will release exactly in the perfect form for you and for your life. The way how and what you create, that is you. That is who you are. That is how you express yourself. And they can also be read as breadcrumbs to follow, to better understand your purpose. The thing that you are innately good at and what you're always drawn to when you don't have any limitations or when there are no external expectations. And to me, as one example, one of the ways I am creative and express the thing that I'm good at is the development of concepts for learning journeys or for development paths that's my forte it's to make learning fun to make it light to bring humor in and still base it on you know science and sound systems and foundations and didactics and so on to me creating my aligned ear for example is how i express myself creatively the way i set up the program how I order the topics, the channels that I use, the messaging that I use, the activities that I'm planning and implementing, all the goodies that I'm creating, sculpting all of this into one coherent program that is based 
and rooted in change management theories and personal development approaches, this is my kind of fun. This is where I can fully unleash my creativity. Now speaking into this mic, doing this podcast as part of a bigger concept and program, this is me expressing myself and expressing my creativity. So it doesn't have to be painting, you know, you don't have to be an artist to be creative. You know, the question is, what is your creativity? How do you express? How do you let your soul talk to you? So those were the 12 health areas which I use to break down holistic health and holistic living so that it's just more manageable and also more fun to approach as a guideline for your transformation. So if these topics or the idea of diving deeper into them sounds interesting to you, join my signature program, MyLine Here. Uh, it will start very soon in July and each month we will take a very deep dive into one of those health areas for you to set yourself up to live your best life. The program takes place on Instagram, so follow me at Sun and Green. Then there is my newsletter. The subscription link is in the show notes. And there are a lot of goodies and additional insights in the newsletter that I don't share anywhere else. So make sure you subscribe. And then, of course, here on the Healthy Underline podcast. So also subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on anything. I am super curious, what do you think about these? How do you rate yourself in each of those health areas? Do you have any questions about them? Do you have any questions about my life here? Just f please feel free, send me a DM on Instagram at sunandgreen or just send me a good old email at lisa at sunandgreen.com. Thank you for listening to this episode and I wish you a beautiful day. Bye.